Day two, Flower Expo, back in Massachusetts, standing a nice, firm, firm, firm spot of ground on planet Earth in Massachusetts, which is pretty cool because we get to stand in so many places with meat unshackled. I'm here with, I mean, I, I like to say the lady with the coolest hair in the entire Flower Expo, but that's probably not relevant to the conversation, but I'm with Tiffany and Joshua from Solar Cannabis Company. How are you guys doing? Doing excellent. Great. Thanks for asking. How are you guys enjoying the show so far? No, it's been good. Minus that rain, that yeah. torrential downpour. I like the rain. It came at the right time. Or maybe it got your stuff wet. Okay. It wasn't exactly the right time. <laughs> I'm not going to be a weather hater, but... But it came at the end of the day. It was end of the day. Yeah. Which, yeah. which worked out. Which worked out. Okay. Imagine if it was the beginning of the day. Yeah. Then I would have been there. Yeah. And we have a beautiful day today. And I can, I'm, I'm a, like a Native American, so I can predict how the weather is going to go here. <laughs> we're going to have a little bit of drizzle, but we're not going to have a thunderstorm. Not like yesterday. We're gonna, right, I'm going to hold you to that. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. I can see, I watch the patterns of like the ants and how they walk and stuff. And, uh, <laughs> it, it is what it is. You know, I've got that background. There so Tiffany and Joshua, it's great. It's nice to meet you guys. Awesome. What is solar cannabis? Solar cannabis is awesome. Number one. It's awesome. Yeah. Now, I mean, look, we are called solar. We cover the obvious out of the gate. Yes, we do have a solar array on site at our headquarters in Somerset, Massachusetts. Um, where we power the entire facility with the sun. We absolutely love that. We have our flagship store out there. We've got three others, Seekonk, Dartmouth, and Rhode Island. So we've recently expanded. Okay. And what do you guys do? Uh, I mean, We are vertically integrated. So we have manufacturing. We have a kitchen out there. We've got definitely retail. Yeah. And we have a grow. Okay, I'm just taking notes, you yeah. know, because I, I learn and then I take notes and I tie things around. Been in this industry for a while, so I, I can follow it. most of this up. So go back, solar cannabis. So you're vertically integrated. Yep. Uh, but go, 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 could you repeat that again? Sorry, because oh, I lost my chain. You okay. guys are vertically integrated. Yes. You do manufacturing. We do. We yeah. So we have retail. manufacturing, retail, retail. We have cultivation. Cultivation. Yeah. Okay, so you guys are are, are branded products, branded retail, and branded flower, all Indeed. three. Indeed. Okay, very cool. So and you guys started in Massachusetts. Yes. So technically, you are uh, an MSO. Absolutely. No. No. <laughs> well, it's, see, it's, uh, multi-state operator, yeah. maybe MSP, a multi-state player. Ooh, you know, now, because, you know, now we're on to a topic. Yeah, I like that one. Because you guys are in more than one state. We are. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. Well, which is good. I mean, that's, you know, I mean, I, I, I like the MSBs, the multi-state brands. Mm. You know, th those, are, those are like my, so you have an MSB. We do. We, we would fall into that category too, but I like player. Yeah, and, and MSOs, you know, they they got a bad rap, of course, you know, but that but that's not fair, you know. I mean, they're just MSOs, they're just guys, companies that are doing their thing. They are, you know. If anything, probably hold the whole weird publicly traded Canadian finance thing should be their bad rap. But an individual company in one state could have done that too. So. An individual company could do that in a state, in, yeah, in, in, in any anywhere they want to, yeah. Right? So it, they do have a bad rap, but it doesn't have to be that way. So as long as we don't forget about our smaller operations, yeah you know, where cannabis came from, we don't ever want to forget that. Multi-state mom and pop operator. M-S-M-P. Feel like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Feel like well, that's a well, bit. Well, well, but I mean, I feel like you guys are like a mom and pop operation. Uh, I mean, that's, you guys feel like, you know. Well, I'll tell you, in the, in the sense of us being kind of like a family and taking care of our clients as well as ourselves, uh, I think, yeah. I think that fits. So how did, how long has solar been around? 2016, 17, 18? When did it start? 2018. 2018? 2018, yeah. And and the first store was Somerset? Mm-hmm. Somerset. And, mm -hmm. and you do have a solar panel? Yes, we do. 
Is that panels? Panels. What do the solar panels do? I mean, it's just harness electricity from the sun. <laughs> you got me on that one. <laughs> well, what are they? I like that. No, what do they do for the company? I mean, they like, absolutely no. We we harness the electricity and then we use it to power the entire facility, corporate offices included. That's cool. And, and the goal probably is one day to have all of the products, all of the cultivated flour, packaged flour that sold at solar cannabis be produced by the sun? You know, I think that's probably in the vision somewhere. That would be pretty cool. I am a huge, huge proponent. I've been in since 2012. I've watched all the, the transition from the necessary uh, indoor lighting you know, production of cannabis uh, to the legal indoor lighting production of cannabis and the adoption and the obsession with indoor lighting. Yeah, but it, it's a solar plant. You know, I mean, it's yeah. a, it's a it's a plant Why not? that should be, you know, full circle. Yeah, the, the air and the sky and the sun through the ground, right? So we love the idea, and I think that what we're really doing, our ideology, is to lighten the footprint that cannabis is already leaving behind. We've got a lot of packaging across the country. We've got child resistance that is we have to have, and it causes a lot of things left behind so we all have to try to do our part to lighten that load so what so so the, so the, so the names of the retail entities are solar cannabis, cannabis co, co. Yeah. okay uh, the branded products are called solar 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 gummies solar, solar gummies. vapes yeah solar, solar vapes okay. yeah i like how this is going I, yeah solar vape solar flower yeah okay cool so uh, well you, what well, my producer is a big fan of that. So, so what's your branded flower called? Solar what? It's called it's solar. We have a few different types, and I'll let Josh okay. uh, cover the different types that we have. So yeah, and where I was going to... with this because I think everything should be solar. So, like the branded flower to me, In like this. that that branded flower one day will probably be on the shelves across the country. I, Arizona sun-grown cannabis, for example. <laughs> Why not? I mean, if you're in Why New York not? City, do you want you want to you want to buy like Arizona indoor grown or Arizona sun grown? Do you want to buy New York in indoor grown or, or do you, you want, want to buy some of that sun? Arizona sun grown. So you guys got solar flower, mm -hmm. uh, whatever that. And that's what I was trying to figure out what you guys' prominent flower is with the name solar in it because I'm going to memorize that and hmm. get that down. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah. We just have a numerous amount of strains over at Solar. We're constantly producing new ones, so there it's kind of hard to just to put a name on one. But the brand itself is the staple, and we just try and keep up with a quality level, you know, that will be great for the consumers as well as, you know, other businesses as well. Yeah. And how, how did you guys get into cannabis? Where, where were you working before solar, and what um, year did you start with solar? Um, I started with solar five months ago. Just five months ago? Yeah. I'm a transplant from out west. I've been in cannabis for, ooh, uh, 32 years I have been working the, the cannabis marketplace, yes. and yes. I started, I'm an activist from the late 80s. So, 80s. Excellent. Yeah, that's Excellent. where I came from. And so, uh, so you came from where in the West? Uh, the West California. You came from California. You came from all the way, you're transplant out here. Yeah, absolutely. You came all the way out to Massachusetts to work for solar. No, not just to work for solar, but to be a part of a different market. I've worked in markets all across the country, so okay. traveling with cannabis is kind of synonymous. So I've been kind of building brands for different companies across the country and working in biotech and cannabinoid research. Right. Um, and that is what originally brought me to the East Coast. But um, Solar had an opportunity and a brand that I could believe in. So I was like, you know what? Let me go spend some time with you guys. 
so be having been around and seeing a lot of different things and maybe you don't or don't want to mention any other companies you work for what is it about solar that said you know what these are the guys that are doing it right massachusetts on the east coast well, compared to the west coast and all your other experience yeah absolutely um i like emerging markets number one yes okay so this this market is emerging i like to see where it is and this is about the time period of, of emergence where you see real true innovation and you see change makers and mm -hmm. I want to be a part of change wherever it's happening in cannabis because I've been working in policy too long to leave a state behind. That's right. one. And when I saw that uh, there was a solar-powered effort going into lightening the footprint of cannabis, I was all the way in. I did a webinar last year that was on sustainability in the cannabis place with the National Cannabis Industry Association. I sit on one of their committees. Ah. And um, it was enlightening to see how much waste we have and how little infrastructure we have to do anything about it. Right. And so I wanted to be a part of a company that was pointed in the right direction at the point in the time of a marketplace where emergence, it turns into innovation right. and be there to get my hands dirty. I love, we love the NCIA and I love the vibe. They're like a sister organization wise. We love them. And, and you're, you're absolutely right. I always worry about government mandates in this subject area, but I love companies who have the innovation and, you know, we can get out the message. People can get educated. People, if, if they believe in the message of sustainability, which is an important message, right. they can come shop with you guys. Yep. A preference, a choice. And you guys grabbed that idea and you ran with it. And, you know, you're hopefully going to nail it over time. And that's really good. That's the goal. I, li I, li I like the thing. I mean, normal, did you work with Normal, DPA, MPP, all those guys? I've worked with Normal. What was, what was I've your... worked, with a, worked with a few organizations. And I find it, I am particular about where I hang my hat yeah. because my work is important to me. And for me, it's people and process and power when it comes to cannabis. And if I don't see those things present, I just go take my hat somewhere else. Yes, I have a deep, 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 deep relationship with the policy uh, community, um, having helped draft initiatives, referendums, that kind of stuff, nice. and work on legislation. And it, it, it is everything. I mean, uh, and we don't need to geek out about this, but you could write dissertations about should there be civil versus criminal sanctions in, uh, in cannabis. You could write yes. dissertations about supply chain and market structure. You could write dissertations about the transition from medical to adult use. You could write a dissertation about the transition from the existing, what we call the black market reality to what we call the tax and regulate market. I mean, these are right. massive. You can create a supposition off of that one that says, what do we do about all the people of color in which much of the cannabis industry is built upon? What do we do about their barriers of getting into the marketplace that, uh, you know, originally incarcerated them or burnt down their fields or right. shut them completely down? What are we going to do about that? So that's like a little separate dissertation and we can, probably branch off into that there's a yeah. lot yeah and, there's huge and, amounts and, and that one is a is, is a tough issue uh i mean mm -hmm. that, that's one of the toughest issues because we wrestled with that issue just recently for example in arizona and we had four thousand people that you know, color people that were tied to uh, drug convictions in some sure. capacity pulled themselves up by their bootstraps went through the educational program tried to get into the marketplace and then because they limited the number of licenses for social equity applicants to did. 26 that only 26 were able to get through and it to me it was a tragedy because you had 3,900 and some odd individuals right. who were like hey you know i had you know i know about this community i know about the wrongs i know about what happened before now i want to get involved as a business person oh wait government says stop right but 26 of you guys are lucky enough to win congratulations so it's 26 but 
it just doesn't seem right. I know they didn't limit their number of social equity licenses that they're giving to Massachusetts for delivery, which is which is a very important note. I don't know what social equity is. I don't think anybody really does. They exactly. really don't. They really don't. And we all have our own mind, but right. limiting licenses stops opportunity. Right. So it's kind of Period. a wool that gets pulled over the eyes. They say, we're going to remove barriers for you, but we're going to back it up to a certain point. We're either going to lock you into one portion of the supply chain of the marketplace, or we're going to limit the amount of you that can come in through the door. Yeah. So seats at the table should be unlimited as they are for everyone else. But when it comes to people of color, there's always a limitation put on how many seats we can have. And I'd like to see that be eradicated. We gave Eric a seat. I see that. <laughs> I see that. He's, he's a, oh, and he's loving oh, life about it, too. I love that. Love. I love that. Look at that. He's, he's the only one around here with the seat. No, that's good. So you're treating him special. And that, see, that's good. There we go. I, I, lo I love when advocacy meets business. You yeah. know what I'm saying? That, that That is, I've watched so many over the last 10 years. Uh, you know, when I we really started dispensaries in Arizona in 2012, I wasn't much of an advocate. I was actually an ex-prosecutor. Didn't really think at all about marijuana, except for, I was like, I oh, probably shouldn't use it. Well, that's, that's what Nancy Reagan said. And But then we would prosecute so many young people that were like bringing marijuana from the cartels through the corridors into Casa Grande, Phoenix, Tucson, shipping it out east, Boston, New York. And I was just watching and I was like, these guys are all just really good entrepreneurs. It is what it is. The law right. is what it is. But these guys, it's like, they're like the guys taking rugs from the Middle East to Italy. You know what I'm saying? These guys just see a trade route and are have identified it. Absolutely. And they're moving a product. And I was like, I was like, this just doesn't, you know what? I don't have time for this. I got domestic violence on, on my mind. <laughs> you know, I got domestic violence prosecution to deal with. Right. Whatever. It's just probation. Don't do it again. You know, suspended sentence. Don't do it again. And inevitably what happens? They violate probation, yep. and the and the jails get full. Yeah, you know, and but there's a lot of, and a lot of people don't. A lot, a lot of prosecutors thinking about this stuff. Even the chief prosecutor, his role is to decide where we spend our resources. He's like financial crimes, domestic violence, crimes that involves guns, marijuana. You know, he didn't like cocaine though. He really got angry. <laughs> mad about the cocaine. Was, he got mad about the cocaine. You know. Well. I don't know. What are you going to do? No, but, advocacy has to be a huge portion yeah. of it. I definitely, I teach advocacy actually for a cannabis university out of California. Okay. And I always start every class off with going, you've entered the cannabis space. You're now an advocate. You didn't think you were an activist before. You are one now because we advocate for the people who we've left behind. But most importantly, we advocate for the plant. We want to have uh, freedom when it comes to this plant. And so that is the first lesson that people have to learn. You enter the cannabis space, you're already right. low key an activist. I've taken that mantra of freedom to a whole nother level. I am a free market advocate. I was talking to the two police officers here earlier. I'm like, what is your directive from the chief of police around here about break, you know, cracking down on 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 non-licensed businesses? Yeah. He's like, he's like, who are you? I'm like, well, I'm just, a, you know, <laughs> I understand you? this stuff. I've been around for a while. He's like, honestly, we just don't care. He's like, he's like, it's a pound, but he's like, we're not even paying attention to that stuff. We will deal with marijuana loads if they're attached to fentanyl or cocaine or something else. Then we'll include the charge, but we just don't care. Hmm. And, and this that happens at the granular level, you know, how tax and regulate works. I mean, it's, it's a crazy, wild world that we live in for people who understand policy. Yeah. You know, it's an exciting market. I'm sorry. We, we just keep we, policy no, I mean, people keep geeking out. Let's talk about it. you. How did you get into the industry? I actually uh, started off like everybody else 
at a time where it was not, you know, legal. And I found my way over to solar a few months ago, and ever since then I haven't looked back. And uh, who who's who's who founded solar? Who's this person with this vision? Edward Dow. Edward Dow. Mm-hmm. The third. Yeah, it's, he still owns it. He does. He's CEO. And and so what's next? By the way, you have really cool hair too. Uh, what's <laughs> you got? We got the cool hair club, right? That's what we do. I don't have cool hair. I was about to think. I, you're, I you're about to show us, but I no. Don't I was, I was thinking about showing it, but it's not that cool. <laughs> Anyways, whatever. Um, what's next for Solar? What what what's you know? You guys got your brand, uh, right. and and can your brand uh, uh, be sold throughout? Is it Rhode Island and Massachusetts, right? Massachusetts, yeah. So you, can you find solar cannabis in other States, dispensaries other, in, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts? In Rhode Island right now, no. We're just expanding there. Right. Uh, but in Massachusetts, we're trying to take it over. So, yes, you can you can definitely find us on the shelves. Excellent. That, that's good to know. So we, we should see solar-branded cannabis right. migrating across the country as solar expands through that. And maybe solar retail. Best. Retail is a little... It's hard, it you know, because the licensing structure, it expansion is. and retail is really challenging. Yep. We've got four stores and yes, we definitely want to expand, but you know, it's a journey and we're, we're on the path. One yeah. Time. Yeah. So like Mita right now, we're, we're focusing on brands because brands ultimately are a lot more mobile. Uh, and hopefully when interstate commerce comes and stuff, they can transition and right. flow smoothly. Right now they're doing everything they can. To set up manufacturing, white labeling, whatever, in any way possible across country. You guys are in two states. There's brands like Wild, Wana, and others that are in yeah. 18, 22 states. Everybody's mixing it up, trying to do this thing. But we were talking about to the to the to the can can drink guys yesterday. It cost seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for them to set up a, a manufacturing plant times fifty states. Well, that's insane. You know, it's not fifty states yet, but you know that just doesn't work. So, you know, it's, it's going to be long-term. The brands are going to be the, the mobility, the fluidity, and uh, we're excited about that. And that's ultimately what the consumers and patients want. Right. You know, people in Massachusetts uh, uh, want stuff from the Emerald Triangle in California, yes. just yeah. like people in California will want stuff from the Emerald Triangle in Massachusetts, where we're at right now, right? Right, right. right? They'll want solar cannabis. They want solar. Yeah, no, it is. So we have to be mindful of our consumers. Our consumers are becoming a lot more educated about cannabis, and we have to keep up with that. We have to keep them excited about buying this plant uh, because it is just one plant. We're all out there selling the same thing. It does come down to branding. It comes down to your, you know, your brand and your ethos. What's your company really about? What can we stand for? What do we stand against? Right. right? And, uh, you know, what are we doing to make sure that the clients are getting exactly what they want quality wise, message wise, price wise, everything. So we have to, that's a, I keep my eye on that. Yeah. I keep my eye on the trends that come directly from consumers because their their drivers are what helps us innovate. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I, hey, they're lucky to have you. This is really good stuff. Um, excellent. So, how do people find Solar Cannabis? Uh, what, how do they find how do they find you? How do they find you? How do they find your company as well? Okay, so for me personally, they can find me under Lady Canna just about anywhere because um, I think that's what most people know me by. Um, for Solar Solar Cannabis Co dot com solar.com and on all social media that way and you know on linkedin what's on linkedin for me lady canna on linkedin no tiffany watkins but i'm the only one that pops up with this hawk so okay yeah <laughs> that is a hawk i have a mini hawk i'm going to show you my mini hawk but go ahead oh, oh how do people find, find you yeah uh, pop out anytime at solar you can follow me on instagram at d-a-g-a-n-j-i-e-r the ganjir 
I'm uh, studying to, you know, learn more about psychotropic effects about cannabis for without testing the plant, just from look and smell and taste. So, Gongier. The like Gongier programs. I like that. Yeah, those are great. That's good. Hey, uh, so, so yeah, look at my little thing here. All right, show it to us. Love the skin you're in. I got my little thing. Oh, there we go. Okay. Let me get the skin here. Yes. Like a little, if I put it up. There you go. It's a little short right now, but I can do like a little mini Eeyore Love. walk here. Love. You know it's got a little fade going around the side too. Is the right? Nice. Yeah, you know, but I, I got to prop it up. Yeah, I should. We should have done my hair before that we did this show. Anyways, it was great meeting you guys. Pleasure. Pleasure. Well, I can hear you so much better now. No disrespect to treat. But uh, we will catch you guys. And uh, I don't know if we're gonna have time to go to your shop. We're out of Boston, you know, tomorrow. So, um, but we will definitely look forward to seeing you and uh, and whatever uh, assistance we can be to help other people learn about your brand as it migrates across the country. Uh, we would love to do that. That's what Media USA is going to be about. Awesome. Appreciate you. Thanks for having us on. This has been another episode of Meet Unshackled.